Welcome to another episode of Spock Sports Show. It's a look at everything sports here in the mid-Michigan area. And now, here's your host, Chris Spockman. Chris Bachman hanging out with you, Spock Sports Show. Oh, we are closing in on high school football season here with Coach Wheaton from Sacred Heart. Actually, first of all, let's, let's give a high five. <laughs> football is back, baby, and uh, I'm so excited. I can't imagine how excited you are. Just talk a little bit about it. Yeah, I'm, I mean, we're all ready to roll. Um, this is our second year um, doing what we do here, and uh, at this point in the season right now, we are so much further ahead than we were last year at this time, and um, we have... Everything we thought we needed, we have. So, um, so we're just uh, we hit the ground running every day, and uh, our kids are all in a really, really good place right now, mentally and locked in. And so we're ready to roll. And now, when I think about the names I've called the last couple of years, it seems like a lot of them are back. And in particular, Halliday, Rose, Stemke. Those three, and I might be leaving out a senior too, but those three have just been such a huge part of the program all, all four years of their high school career. Yeah, uh, you know, we lost Aiden about halfway through last year, and that was a big, big loss for us. Um, You know, for those that aren't familiar with the eight-man game, you know, you lose one kid, it it makes a really, really big difference. You lose a kid who's 6'2", 215, 220, and he can really run. A kid who could play literally all eight positions on the field. Yeah, I mean, you know, he's just a a tough loss, you know, last year. And, And we had a couple of really important players that we lost last year, but we were still right there in so many games, you know. And uh, our record could have been completely different, you know, with one play here and one play there, like literally one play when you go back and watch film. So, um, but everybody's back this year and Aiden's as healthy as, as can be. And um, we, we feel like we've got the right kids. We have, we have 16 kids dressed. We have 17 on the roster. We got one kid that's going to be back later on in the season. Um, he's just nursing a, sur- uh, a surgery he had, but we have 16 kids on the roster, and all 16 can play. All 16 can help us, and that's the first time I've ever been a part of anything like that. And um, so we have we have everything we think we need. We have depth. Where last year, um, you know, we had to move a lot of young kids yeah. up, and you know, and, and hey, a kudos to them. They they did the best they could possibly do in a you know in a varsity football situation when they were very young, and um, we appreciated that from them. But um, all of those kids that kind of got thrown to the wolves last year got all that experience and now they're ready to go and uh so yeah jason where we are jason bogues probably never going to have a game like he had week one last year in the monsoon game when you guys played morris and i just remember him going out there and giving it everything he could there's just nothing really either offense could do but he just kept come charging out there and said you get a year of experience like that under your belt you come back as a junior you're gonna be really ready to go and mentioned a little bit about Halliday coming back from the injury the other two said seniors that just called their names so much over the last couple of years Caden Rose Connor Stemke what are they going to be bringing to the table where are we going to see them well you're going to see them all over the field but that but th- those two guys you know along with Joe McDonald and and uh you know Caden Joe Connor and and Aiden and, J- and Jason you know that was 95 percent of our production from last year and um they're all back <laughs> so uh so that's a that's a encouraging thing um, everybody's healthy. Everybody's stronger than they were last year. Um, everybody's a little bit more dialed in than they were last year. You know, you got to, last year we started the season, you know, they're, they're learning. Everything is brand new to them, right? We had our summer sessions where we learned some things, but it really wasn't the same when you got, when they got the pads on and, and you're lining up eight on eight and you're doing those things, you know, it took them a bit. And now everybody knows it. It knows, knows what we do offensively and defensively, knows our expectations, knows how, they all know how things are done around here. 
and um and you can't i mean you can't put a value on that yep. you know what i mean it's like it's it's uh it's really 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 important and and it's exciting and we're just you know we're ready to roll yeah, so. and, you know, for somebody who's not a football aficionado, what you're trying to say is there are things last year that you guys probably worked on for two or three days that you don't even need to touch at the beginning of the season because they've got it down. They've been working on it for about a year now, and they've been working on it together. Yeah, I mean, we, you know, we like to run the football, and that's, I mean, that's what we want to do. So we spend a lot of time on the things that we know well, you know, and we do it over and over and over again because, you know, that's what it is. It's reps, right? But, um, but no, we can move much quicker through things now than we did last year. I mean, we spent a lot of time teaching last year and in season, you know, preseason, in season, and even postseason, you know, whenever, you know, we'd get the opportunity uh, in our four person stuff. So like it, everything moves faster. Now our practices don't have to last as long. You know, we can get through what we want to get through quickly, um, get in and get out. So it's yeah, kind of nice. You're you're able, able to cover everything. Able so to cover everything. Great thing. That's and right. now I'm loving it. Because it's going to mean more Sacred Heart Academy football on the airwaves. But the schedule difficulties. And for people out there listening again, MHSAA.com, click the Be the Referee tab. There needs to be more officials big time. Because you guys either are going to have to cancel games or move games to Thursdays and Saturdays. And you guys have had to do that. Talk about, is that going to be a big difficulty for you as a coach? or going in knowing it. Are you just kind of ready for it this year or prepared for it? Uh, no, I mean, we, you know, uh, being an eight-man program, we know how... We know that those those priorities are going to be with the eleven man games, and you know our goal is to eliminate as many Saturday games as we can. You know, I'd I'd much rather play a Thursday game than a Saturday game yep. to be honest. But um, you know, it's pretty evened out this year. We um, originally we had three, three and three, so we had three Thursday games, three Friday games, three Saturday games. Well, we were able to move the one Saturday game to a Thursday, so now we've got four, three and two, and you know that was the conflict with the CMU homecoming day so we were able to move that game to a Thursday so we don't have to go up against that but um but no I mean we we get it we understand it um it is a it is a a tough situation with the officials um you know and all that stuff starts with the people in the stands and you know the adults in the room people need to behave themselves be adults yep be adults and 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 so on so yeah and when those parents are yelling in the stands the only thing you're doing is embarrassing your kid because a lot of times they recognize your voice they might be the only one in particular in football except there's not really any point in yelling down there it's not going to do any good and that schedule stuff do the kids care at all if they mention anything um probably not as much as we do but um but you know there'll be a comment here and there but um they're they're resilient they're going to do whatever you know they're going to do whatever's put in front of them and and they're gonna they're gonna handle it you know the way they handle it and, uh, well, it's mostly an inconvenience more than anything else. You know, practice schedules change when you play on Thursday, your first day of the week is now Sunday and so on and so forth. But, um, but yeah, so, you know, they're, they're, they're fine. You know, these guys are fine. They, they're resilient. They, they can handle things in stride. So, yeah, but it would take, you know, be the referee tab at the MHSA.com. It'd take about 150 more guys in this area to do it. And there's definitely the numbers out there to do it. And, but great seat, best seat in the house. I always say that I would do the re- I would do the officiating when I'm in the off night. But it'd be one thing for me to be doing a Sacred Heart Beale City game on the radio one night, and then the next night I'm out there officiating. That just that just wouldn't look yeah. good. If I made a missed call or something, I'd I'd really hear it. But well, again, that's there. the problem. The people are out there. They just need to um, take the initiative to do it. Now, hey, if you want to be involved, and you know, in, in the past you've been somebody that likes to um, second guess things and call things from the stands and you know, scream out things here and there, maybe just 
give it a shot. Give it a shot, and uh, and maybe uh, maybe your attitude towards all those things will change a little bit. You know, so yeah. So now, asking a question about your past, who's a coach that influenced you that made you want to get into coaching when you were coming up? Um, oh gosh, I had a whole bunch of them, but um, you know, my my former high school coach passed away, so he's gone. Um, but I don't know. I'd I'd probably have to. I'd probably have to say it'd be guys that I worked with after high school, uh, you know, Coach Mack and yep. Coach Van Orman and, uh, you know, Coach Biedenbender, those guys. Um, those are the guys that really got me hooked. You know, I always knew I wanted to coach and I wanted to do those things, but, but those are the guys that got me hooked. And, um, you know, coaching was just always something that was kind of in my blood and it didn't really matter what the sport was or who the kids were or what their ages were. You know, I just wanted to be involved and help out and do that kind of thing. So, um, I would have to say it's probably more my my colleagues than it was, you know, any of my Yeah, when you you Van Norman, McIntyre, Beaton Benner, when you guys got in that you talk about fantasy football being fun, you know, coaching together is like the fantasy football league times ten and you're all on the same team. I mean, I don't know of another yeah, way like, to really compare it. You yeah, know? it's fun. It's you know, and and they helped you know, foster all of that fun and excitement that, that I that I gained over all the years for the game and um and that's probably, you know, what made me decide to do this eventually. So Still early, but coaching this particular group of kids this year, what's that been like? How much fun that's been? Uh, it's been incredible. I'm ready. Um, you know, it's early. Um, we've got a we've we've got a schedule in front of us that we feel like we can conquer, and um, and we're gonna we're gonna take every single day that way. We're gonna approach it that way every day, and um, these guys know it. Um, we know it. Um, they know what it takes. They they have their own expectations, and they're holding each other accountable every day. And you know, um, there's there's a lot less of that. You know, like last year, it was the coaches had to hold the kids accountable and, and, you know, because they just didn't understand our values and they didn't understand what we were as a program. And, and uh, it was new, right? And everything was brand new. Well, now that's not the case. You know, they sort of, you know, are holding each other accountable. And I've always believed that the, the great teams are the ones that are player-led, not coach-led. So, and that's where, that's the position we're sitting in right now, so. And I always like to ask this question. I've asked it to you a few times. Going to make you answer it again. If it's the same answer, that's all right. If it's something new you thought of this summer, that's even better. But what are these kids learning out there on the football field that they can't take away from the classroom? Well, football is the ultimate team sport. Yep. And uh, we know that. It doesn't matter whether it's 11-man, 8-man, 6-man, 5-man, whatever. I mean, it's the ultimate team sport. And if you've got seven guys out there all pulling one direction and one isn't, um, it's not going to work out for you. And, uh, and there are lessons in life that you learn – um, on the football field that, that nothing else can teach you. And, um, we talk about those things and we've talked a little bit about a couple of them already, accountability and, and commitment and dedication and things like that. And, uh, and if, if, if you're living those things out here, life is going to be a lot easier for you in the future. you know, as you get through out into the real world and school and jobs and relationships and that kind of thing. So, yeah, the, uh, I don't know if you heard about it. I kind of got to get your opinions. You're a big baseball guy, too. The Shepherd 14U team. I don't know if you heard about what happened with them. You know, they were in a modified double elimination tournament. So they're in the finals. They haven't lost yet. They're down 3-0 to Illinois, who has lost a game. Mm-hmm. Top of the seventh inning, rain starts pouring down. Game ends. There's nothing they can do about it. Illinois gets to move on. And it's It sucks. But the what those kids learn in that situation is going to really prepare them when they get turned down at a job interview and something yeah. that's – it doesn't seem like it's going to be more important than that baseball game, but, oh, it is. You, you know so, what I mean? Hey, you know, the, the lesson to be taken away from that is sometimes life isn't fair. Yep. And uh, and it doesn't matter where you're at or what arena you're in, you know, that's going to happen. And when those things do, you've got to be able to make it through it. you got to be able to persevere. you got to be able to, you know, 
put your pants on and get back out there, you yeah, know, so. The thing that I was saying to one of those kids when I talked to him afterwards, it says, never forget the top of that seventh inning. When you're tired playing football next year, it's the fourth quarter, you don't think you got it. Remember, top of the seventh inning, you, you didn't get it. You know, if they never forget that and always remember how hard they would have gone then, I think they might find themselves winning a couple championships in their high school careers. Yeah, I think so. Yep. Jason, or Josh, thanks so much for joining <laughs> me, man. It's the second time I did that too, it's like a right. couple weeks, man. Hey, but, we're, we're at the Community Memorial Stadium, so. Yep, all right. And I, next time I talk to Mac, I'll make sure I call him Josh Yeah, or make sure like you that. do, will you please? He'll love that. <laughs> all right. And then make sure I know about it. <laughs> all right, thanks, guys. See you later. Thank you for listening to Spock Sports Show with Chris Bachman. The views and opinions heard on this podcast do not necessarily reflect those views of opinions of Latitude Media, our sponsors, affiliates, and My1043 or Buck92 Radio. Check out our website for even more podcasts from around the area. Just go to mymichiganpodcast.com. It's podcasting that matters.